0: verses that we looked at last week were Ephesians 2 8 and 9 and the Bible tells us that it was for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God first of all let's look at that for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God imagine a question when somebody gives you a gift do you owe them anything Unless I tell you, you got to pay me for it, right? But no one really gives a gift and say, well, you know what? I want you to have this. Now, there are some people who say, you know what? You could have this, but you've got to do this for me. But here it is. We're talking about a, a grace, a free gift. What is grace? We looked at it last week. Grace is what? A free gift that none of us deserve. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. None of us in this room deserve grace. It's a term we hear in church all the time. But yet, how many of us realize what it really means? You have been saved through faith, and this is not your own, doing; it is the gift of God. You see, when we consider that, that none of us, is not anything we did, it's only what Christ did on the cross of Calvary that paid our sins, that is blood, we have to understand that there's nothing to do on our own. We could do nothing. The verse 9 tells us that because it is a gift of God, this is what? Not a result of works so that no one may boast. No one should boast about it. No one should say, well, I am great because God did this for me. No, no. It's not because of anything that we did. It's only what God has done through the sacrifice and the cross of Calvary. Tonight, we want to continue to look at that. We want to look at Galatians. I mean, Galatians 2.20. And I want us to understand this, because tonight, if we know Christ is our Savior, we need to understand one thing tonight. That is not us who live anymore. It should be Christ who lives in us. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer who I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want to break that down into three parts as we consider I have been crucified with Christ. What does crucified mean? What does that one statement mean to us? I have been crucified with Christ. What does it mean to be crucified? What is crucified? Put to death, right? So... If I have been crucified with Christ, what does that mean? What does that mean? I died when Christ died. If I call myself a born-again believer, I should have died. Not literally, but in my flesh, I died. I died to myself, I said, you know what, I have been crucified with Christ. When Christ died on the cross, He made a payment for our sins. He made a payment for our sins past, present, and future. The second statement is this, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Now let me ask this question: If Christ lives in me and Christ lives through me, how should I live? How should I live? Like Christ. Like Christ. Okay, that's a simple. That's a, that's the simple answer. But what does Christ look like? Love your enemies. Love your enemies. All right. Here, we, listen. Let me just make it very clear: We're not talking about what we see. And a Sunday school picture, a white person, or if you think Jesus is black, whatever it is, we don't. Not talking about that. We're talking about Christ living through us. Let me ask you this question: What does Christ look like? What does that look like to say that Christ lives through me? What does that mean? unselfishness. What else? What else? No one knows what Christ looks like? Kind. kind. All right, anyone in spite Deja know what Christ looked like? Loving. Loving. Faithful. <laughs> so are we really lost, we don't know what Christ looked like. Gracious. Respectful. Respectful. I said no, anyone by Deja. Faithful, huh? compassionate, mercy, Mercy. understanding. The list goes on, right? This is what Christ looks like, all right? Christ is all these things, and we consider even the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. This is what Christ looks like. The question becomes in our lives is this. Is that Christ living in you? If you call yourself a believer, is that what Christ looks like in your life? Or is Christ just something that we put on on a Sunday or Friday night, wherever we go to church, and that's when Christ lives in us? If that's the case, Christ doesn't live in you. Because Christ needs to be every day of your life. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm perfect? No. But what that means is that it's, it should be not the majority of my time that I don't look like Christ, but it should be the minority of my time, when I fall in sin and I allow the flesh to come and control me. You see, when Christ lives in me, it's what comes out of me, it's what flows out of me. How many of you ever met a person who's grumpy? And I met a person who's grumpy? Sour face. Never happy. Always just, you know, what, miserable, right? And I, I take out the point no one in this room. All right? But let me ask a question. Do you think that that person, if they're always grumpy, they always have some negative say, do you think that they are really letting Christ live through them? No, right? When we see Christ through Scripture, what does Christ do? He's very compassionate. He's very loving. He's very caring. You see, I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The third part of this verse, in the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, this is what we need to understand, that as Christ, as we consider this, He's the one that we trust for our salvation. Rather than trusting in myself, that He trusts in God to direct our lives. You see, we need to understand that in our lives, we do have this battle every day of our lives, the flesh and the spirit. And the reality is is that if we allow the flesh to win, it's going to win every single time. Because our life, as we looked at last week, our life is we to keep on desiring flesh. Let me ask a question. Anyone in this room ever, you know, you know, hopefully, but let's think about this for a second, right? When you know you cannot have something, or let's just say sometimes, you know, we're in the season of Lent, and some people will give up something for Lent, doesn't it seem that when you give up something for a period of time or, or whatever it is, don't you desire it even more? Like you may not have wanted a chocolate bar for maybe I don't know how long, but all of a sudden because now you say you can't have it, you want it, you desire it. It's the same thing that happens in our lives when we desire the flesh and we don't desire Christ The battle is raging on every single day to get our attention and it depends on what we want to give our attention to. Do we want to give it to Christ or we want to give it to our flesh? What are we going to feed? It's easy to feed the flesh because the flesh, once you feed it, it just is this battle and it's going to win. live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, when we've been crucified with Christ and we say that it's no longer I who live, we are saying to Jesus Christ, I submit my life to you and I give it to you and I want you to live through me and I want you, I want to become more like you every day. It's no different than how some of you guys love basketball players and you try to imitate everything they do and you try to become more like them but yet, what happens? You do, you try, to emulate, you try to imitate them, you do all these different moves and you, tr- you t- kind of look like them in some things you do. It's the same thing with us in Christ. You see, I want us to understand tonight that when we consider the difference between a life where I am in charge and Christ living in me. We need to recognize that we are saying to Christ, this is what I want to do. I want to give you all that I am. We sang it in that song. All I have is Christ. All I have is Christ. And that's not to say, oh, that's a bad thing. Oh, man, all I have is Christ. Christ. No, that's a joyous thing. That's a hallelujah statement. That's an amen statement. Because if we have Christ, we have all that we need. Colossians chapter 3, and we don't have this on the PowerPoint, but I want to read it for you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, and I think that it's a very important verse to understand because I think that as we consider dying to ourselves, we need to recognize, and we talk about, our old self against our new self. This is what it says in in, um, Colossians 3, verse 3. It says this, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Let me say it again. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That is telling us that as believers, we have died to ourselves again. We have died, and our life is hidden with Christ, and we are secure in Christ and when we're secure in Christ, you know what we have? Hope to live for him. we just sang it, in Christ alone. In Christ alone. We don't need nothing else. Nothing else. We need nothing more. We need nothing less. We have enough in Christ. So I want to challenge you. I want to ask you this question. Do you have Christ? Do you genuinely have Christ? Is Christ living in you? Is the Holy Spirit that Christ has given us? Is he living in you? And can you see Christ living in your life? But people see Christ living in you? Or is it just a label to you? Well, I'm a Christian. I had a Christian on Sunday, boy. No. Being a Christian ain't about one day of the week. Being a Christian is a lifestyle. Being in Christ is a lifestyle, not just when we feel like it. You know, some of you have heard me say it before, but I'll never forget there was a a drama that was put on in Calvary Bible Church years ago. And basically the girl thought that, you know what? Jesus is just going to be, I'm going to take him where I want to take him. So when she didn't want to go, when she wanted to go to a party that she knew that she shouldn't have went to, or she was going to do something that she shouldn't have done, what did she do? Nailed Jesus back to the cross and went to the party. When it was time to come back, and when it's time to, you know, go to church, oh yes, let's go, Jesus. I want I want you to come to church with me. see that's what we do sometimes we think we can just play a game but I want to ask you this who is living in you is it your flesh or is it Christ so how do we apply this to our lives To live a gospel-centered life, you must die to yourself and let Christ live through you. To live a gospel-centered life, to live a life that is pleasing to God, to say, "You know what? I'm died to myself." The only way to do it is to let Christ live through you. You see, at the end of the day, we could fool you, could fool me, you could fool your leaders in here, but you can't fool God. And you know, what's going to eventually happen. That when you try to fool someone, you're not going to be able to do it because the flesh is going to be so raging on in you that you won't be able to play that game anymore. Someone challenge you. Do you know him? Have you been crucified with Christ? Are you living? Or is Christ living through you? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for... Loving us, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die for us. We thank you, Father, for just how much you love us again, that you would send your Son, Jesus, to die for us. And we thank you for the free gift of salvation, that we didn't have to pay a penny for it, but you paid it all. And I pray that you would help us to really see in this youth group, in these people here, that we would see Christ living through them. And that because Christ is living through them that we would see a change in their lives and we would see a change in this country. Father, I pray again that you would just continue just to allow your spirit to work in and through us. And we just pray you continue to be honored in everything that we do tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>